Welcome to episode 8 of Crash Course DM. I'm Josh Greenway, your dungeon newbie and dresser for the job he wants. We're joined today by our adventure party with Daniel Locke as Feelings, the high elf bard and high stakes decision maker, Chris Hilfiger as Adria, the halfling druid and brutal realist, Shay Ingram is Sura Dardendrian, Krog's champion of Emerald Lake and only person in the party with a last name, and our newest party member, Othian the Wood Elf Rogue, played by Kyle Kane. The show is four months old now and has started holding its head without support and holding toys when we put one in its hands. Things are going great. We're not in the playroom yet and starting today's episode off in the studio. In case you didn't make it to the debrief last time and probably the reason you didn't, that play session ran just a little bit longer than we want our episodes to be. So we split it in half, and at the end of today's episode, we'll have a roundup for the players to discuss everything and how it went for the GM. Remember, with our adjusted format, today we're focusing on pacing, gotta pick that shit up, effective storytelling, using senses and elements about the environment to let players know what they can do or not do, equal time between players, it's important everyone feels they have a chance to contribute during the session and has fun. Stick around for the debrief, and we'll touch base with the players in our first Hearts and Wishes segment. From last time, our adventure party met up with their longtime friend, Othian, and I got to experience adding a new character to the campaign. Othian is a shifty rogue type with a mysterious past who adventures with the Not Brunch Force One to help make up for his pet napping ways. Feelings, who broke away from Adria and Sura, got his ass handed to him in an alley by Gerald before making him take a power nap. The crew got a sweet deal on some wagon wheels and had driver Eddie set about building a new wagon for them out of the remains of the job board golem once they finished dressing out Kit from Kit's Redux. We also learned that Eddie, in addition to being their getaway driver, is the adventure party's accountant, having literally never shared anything with the group before ever. In the meantime, they went to find Gerald, who feelings had left tied up and bound asleep in an alley. Instead, all they found was a pool of blood and Geralt's whip, which feelings Mike checked and determined the magicalness of. Uh, they discovered it was the downbeat, and with some stats the DM should have reconsidered that made Adria slash Chris break out of character for a second and be all like, A plus two at one. <laughs> and the party looted the whip and left the blood puddle, or the bloodle if you will, behind, along with a mysterious white mark in the dirt that looked a lot like the lines they saw in the dirt from the light that had previously punted them back in time. Othian, their new but not new party member, absconded with a cat from Kit's Redux, and the crew went to the local monastery to Torm, the god of justice. Along the way, Adria spent some quality time talking and ear-twitching with the cat that Othian stole, and now we open up today with a group having just arrived outside of the monastery. Cool, yeah, so you guys get some directions as you go and you find your way to the, the, the local chapter of the Temple of Torm. And this is a building that is two stories. The first story is sort of uninteresting. The second story is just this central large pillar that rises up and is very flat and it's very... Uh, there's a lot of like square shapes and rectangles going on. It's very angular looking and serious. It's 
man, like it almost feels like you would go here because you got a traffic ticket or something. <laughs> like it's a very, very Welcome to uh, the DMV. stern place. <laughs> All right. Do we see anybody? Uh, there's nobody outside, no. But the doors are not like. I mean, it's it's like you can see lights are on inside, like candles flickering and whatever. Uh, I mean, this is your stomping ground. I'm sure it's like every other campus, so I'll leave it to you. Yeah, we'll, we'll enter. Awesome. You go inside, and you enter into a very dark wood-polished lobby. The floors are wood, the walls, the counters, everything is this this dark, simple wood. There are not a lot of adornments on the walls. There are candle sconces every once in a while, or sorry, torch sconces every once in a while, and there is a chandelier in the center of the room that's very simple. It just has uh, light emitting from it, and it's, it's very plain. It's not ornate, and there is a painting on the wall of of Torm riding a dragon with a huge beard and he's got a lightning bolt in his hand like he's charging the dragon forward. Torm has the beard or the dragon has the beard? They both have beards. Hell yeah. <laughs> Do they both have really bare chests? Hell yeah. Like well-defined And pecs. they both have hairy bear chests okay. and just yeah. bear chests like the animal. <laughs> and uh it's the same it's it's the same Torm painting that you have seen at every temple of Torm that you've ever been to since your time kind it's of working a copy with the and paste. Okay. Is Torm a dragonborn or a dwarf or? Uh, Torm is a human. It's I think. A god. He, well, he Torm's human. a god that's ascended, but he was a human originally, I believe. Okay. Riding a dragon is often how he's. Depicted. Well, I'm, that's what I. And mean. if I'm wrong about that, if someone wants to again, just uh, let us know in the comments. Happy to correct things later. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like pictured in this painting, it's a human. Torm is it. in the form of a human. Well, yes. this is your world, yes. so Torm can be whatever the fuck you want it to be. Torm can be a scorpion. Yeah, riding a dragon. Guys, I know with this, but I want people if he to wasn't. engage. <laughs> I don't like yeah, scorpions. Right. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't want Torm to be a scorpion with a beard with a chest the shape of a bear, please let us know in the comments. Otherwise, I'm definitely going to edit it to be like this. You see a painting of Torm on the wall, bearded, riding a bearded scorpion. <laughs> well, As you've seen him do in, in every painting you've ever seen in any temple of Torm that you've ever visited. God, that's so Arizona. <laughs> And there is a desk in front of the painting. It's a sort of reception area. And there is an old human man standing behind the counter wearing what looks like abbot robes. Just very thick, ro like simple, plain, dark brown robe. Um, I'd like to, um, before I approach him, I, I turn back to feelings and to Othian. I say, oh, yes, this feels so familiar, uh. Little known fact, every temple is adorned with oak. That's the wood in here. Oh. So just uh, ah, is The that... smell really brings me back. Oh, okay. I mean, seems weird that that's the specific, the wood that they use every temple. Every though. temple, yeah. They no, don't you... source locally. They just specifically get no, oak no, from the capital. Okay. It's oak, yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Imported from the capital. It's like very a, important. Is it like a holy oak or... No, it's just a really good quality wood. What's the uh, e ecological implications of this? something like this? It's like I can hear Adrian <laughs> with us. I thought I... I, I thought must... you were still in the alley. No, you all went together. We all to the, went? Yeah, you oh, all went. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry, AJ. I thought you were still... I'm so sorry. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. Um, uh -huh. You know, ecology and, and environmental impacts, that's not really something I can be bothered with, but I do know that it looks phenomenal. 
All right. Yep. Okay. Hey, Othian, stop messing with the cats over there. Come over here. <laughs> that was uh, speaking of phenomenal. How about these sconces? <laughs> uh, I'm so glad you noticed. You know, so few people actually pay attention to the sconces and the the lighting. And oh, uh, yes, really gorgeous. As you have all been talking, the <laughs> old human man behind the counter has noticed you all walking in, and there's there's nobody else in the room. So your voices have been echoing across the area. So he noticed you and has been walking over. And as he as he walks up, he sees Sura, and he gets super excited. Sura, this is Brother Pebble, who is somebody that used to work in 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 the in the Temple Chapter in Eltin, where you transferred when you first left the Temple of Light and decided to serve Torm. And he was your first like buddy getting into the world of of Torm and 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 serving the church. And so he's very excited to see you. He comes up to you. He's like, "Sora, Sora, how are you doing? Oh, I'm seeing you forever." Brother Pebble. Oh my goodness, what are the chances? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's like one in a million, right? There's one of these in every town. Right, right. Wow. How have you been? How's your family? Oh, um they're all right. Um mo- mother as well. Father uh He's, you know, he's fighting every day. I've received a fair few letters from home saying, you know, he, his health is on a bit of a downward decline. But oh gosh, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear he'll that. Pull through. But uh, yes, yes, these these are my associates. This is um, formerly known as the Brunch Force. We're working on re- rebranding though. So this is uh, this is Adria. Hey. And feelings. Good day to you. And Othian. Go. Nice to meet you all. You seem you seem great. If you're hanging out with Sura, right? He's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Oh, stop, most of stop. the time, yeah. Most of the time, he's a good guy. <laughs> what brings you all to my chapter here? Well, Brother Pebble, perhaps you noticed the dwarven gentleman under my arm. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't. You you just make such a habit of holding people under your arm. You know, I didn't even notice. But sure enough, oh, yeah. is that Grubsphere you got there? You know him. He's been missing for weeks. Well, consider him found. Well, little rascal. Wow, that's so crazy. But unfortunately, he seems to be under some sort of a, a curse or a spell or a trance. The orange lights flicker in his eyes for a second and they stay there. Whoa! That's... That's not good. So he's possessed. Right, right. He tried to attack us uh, underground. So we're, we're trying to figure out... How to how to fix this? We were told there's a healer here. Hmm. Well, I mean, there usually is, yeah. But he's, I'm sorry, he's in the sky white swamps right now. He's there's, I can't get into it. But there's there's some, we have an associate there who's been running into some problems, so we had to send him there to to help to help somebody else. Now, now, Brother Pebble, I understand under most circumstances you wouldn't be able to divulge any specifics, but um, maybe for an old friend you could give us a little more information. Oh, give me a persuasion check. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Typical Brother Pebble is always saying that. So a 15. Yeah. All right, you're a good egg. You know, uh, we have an associate in the swamps who's, who's really... We're going to close the wear portals in the swamps. We're going to stop them from opening anymore. And you remember that part of, like, one of the hardest things that your group has ever had to deal with was the one time you ever had to go into a wear realm and you fought a wear kitten. And that was the 
hardest thing you have ever done. Like, you, you barely made it alive. And the wear portals have been a problem for a long time at the Sky White Swamps. They have plagued both the, the villagers of, of Ofin um, in the northeast where Adria is from. And they've also lately been becoming more and more of a problem closer to the city of Eltin. And, and, and he explains to you that the Temple of Torm has been engaged in an effort to figure out what's causing the temporal weakness. And they have found a woman in the swamps that has just an insane arcane knowledge. They, they don't know how she knows what she knows, but she seems to have context about the past and the future in ways that they can't really make sense of. And for some reason, every time they try to converse with her and get specifics, nobody can remember how the conversation ends up. And the only thing that they know is that through the voice of Torm, to Pebble himself, that this woman can help them in their mission of closing the wear portals in the Sky White Swamps. And they received a missive that she has become like grievously injured and her life is like hanging on by a thread. And so he has sent their like most powerful healer to go try and, and save this woman who is going to help them save the rest of Elton and presumably Bersha. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for the information, Brother Pebble. Of course. Very helpful. This healer, might you share his name? Uh, well, oh, 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 our healer. Yeah, 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 yeah. His name is uh, Scrolling. Hold on. Sorry. His name is Scrolling. Scrolling. Scrolling, the healer. Love it. We'll go find him quite quickly. Oh, sorry. It's Dell. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Dell and Junya. Adele? What? Dell. Oh, Dell. D E L. Ah, yes. The funky Homo sapien. It's, is, a, it's, uh, a, it's a rapper. Is Scrollin his last name? Yeah. Del, Del Scrollin? Del yeah. Do you know him? <laughs> nope. Never heard of him. I have to update some stuff here. Scrollin. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what happens that you don't hear on most D&D podcasts is the DM adding notes to his notes that we've added to it. Oh, yeah. Everything you guys say is canon. Yeah, so. full transparency. This is what your DM is doing 90% of the mm-hmm. time. That's that's the point of this, though, right? So, yeah, Del Scrollin. Del Scrollin, he's out there, uh, uh, took some of our finest healing potions, and uh, we think we're going to help her get back up to snuff. Speaking of your healing potions, you guys don't have any left over by chance for uh, this number that's been dealt oh, to me. Oh, my God. What <laughs> happened to you? I got, I fell over a box, and then I got thrown into a wall. It's a long, well, not Did that you long. alert the guards? That sounds terrible. The guards did this to me. It's are you wanted? Are you, you can't be a criminal and be in the, the Temple of Torm. You... Are you yeah. hanging out with criminals? No. No, no. no. Was... I mean, I don't think I'm a criminal. Am I a criminal? No. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I'm not a criminal. Honestly, I think this is just an average day for feelings. Okay, well, let me just... And he uh, lays hands on you okay. and, and heals you for uh, whatever the rest of your hit points are. He'll okay. use the spell slot. It's fine. Uh, thanks for laying your hands on me. <laughs> it really helps. feels much better. Yeah, of course. If you could just like clean up the blood splots that you were dripping in here on your way, I didn't notice those before. But this is oak wood. It's very fine oak. Oh yeah. Um, so it will absorb your blood you. if you don't. Pull out my handkerchief and start scrubbing it away, picking it up. Once I finish wiping it down, I was like, all right, sounds like we're heading to the swamps then. 
Yes, Brother Pebble. Let me just... And he touches Grumsvir, and Grumsvir goes to sleep and is paralyzed. Oh, he, 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 he pinched him. And then he takes a bracelet out of his back pocket and not a bracelet. It's like handcuffs. He basically handcuffs Grumsvir. He's like, that's going to keep him that way until you take those off. Hey, oh. do you got any more of those? It's, uh, <laughs> no, that's a one-shot type deal. When you take that off, those are going to break. Can we just leave him here with you? Uh, we're I about got to an go- incinerator if you want me to... Well, no, we don't want you to burn him alive. We're about to go into a dangerous swamp, so it seems kind of like, you know... Oh, so you just brought the possessed person to me. You want this to be my responsibility now. If you'd be willing to help out, we're going to go help out your guy in the swamp, and then he's going to help us, so it's like a little, like, back and forth. I mean, you guys are bros, right? Right. Brother Pebble, we, you know, this isn't... We're not asking for any handouts or charity here. This can be mutually beneficial to all of us. And aren't you a temple? Like, isn't that your job to, like, look after the least of these, you know? I mean, this is the... This guy's pretty least. You know, it's a justice-type deal. We're not so much worried about, like, healing the the sick, per se. And (laughs) and would justice not be to return Grumsvir to his family? And I was going to say that Sora makes an excellent point, (laughs) and Sora continues to make an excellent point. Yeah, Mr. Scrollin. Uh-huh. Here's the deal. We'll hold him. We'll hold him, but you got a week. All right. Which is way more time than you need. Just so, like, I have a feeling. Hey, we appreciate that, Dell. We'll be back and make sure everything's okay. And if not... And just so you know, is- if he for some reason breaks out of this and goes nuts... Uh, well, he's not going to. It's actually not possible. Never mind. Can I can I whisper to feelings and just go, this isn't Dell. This is Brother Pebble. Dell is the healer that we're going to oh, see in right. the swamp. I'm sorry. Thank you. I, please do not embarrass me here. I'm so, sorry. I'm so <laughs> sorry, Sura. Yes. Brother Pebble, and my apologies. I was just going to, well, thank you, Sura. I was going to let it slide, but. Yeah. Okay, so we'll hold your, the possessed Grumsvere here. Uh, where did you find him? Where, like, can I get some context here? Like, why do I have this now? Do we just catch him up real quick? You just sure. catch him up real quick. Cool. Bam, okay. Done. Okay. <laughs> it's like, can I make Josh make a persuasion check? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you catch him up. He's like, okay, we're going to hold him here. It seems like this is the smart move. We're going to make sure that nothing weird happens. And if you could all go out to the Sky White Swamps, we need you to help us heal our, our asset that we have there so that we can close the wear portals. Yeah, of course. And, and if we do that, then Dell will help us with Grumsphere. Of course. Hey, Othian, you want to leave your cat here, too? Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. Uh, Grumsvere never goes anywhere without this cat. He needs it. I'm going to leave it here, too. Oh, that's his cat? That's his cat, yep. <laughs> Make a deception check. <laughs> I give you my last <laughs> bardic intelligence roll. <laughs> I really quickly just, like, play a little tune. Like, ding! I play, like, Cats Don't Dance for you or something, and then you oh, get a d4. Shit. You didn't. you didn't have to do that. Uh... <laughs> I get a D4, too. Roll whatever, and then add a D4 to it. I got six. It's really fine. I did, like, an opposed intelligence check, and he did a bad job, so he totally believes you. Yeah, we'll carry his cat, too. We got a bunch of cats. He just puts it next to, like, 80 other cats in, like, a corner of the room. (laughs) Here's here's some cat food, too, for the trouble. Oh, this is the good stuff. This is some real good stuff. Here. I I feel like Othian, like, every time he comes into a Temple of Torm, he sees the 79 cats, and he's just like, no, I'm not going to take these, because these are wild. They're not domesticated. they're not owned. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The cat that you brought in, Bangles, is, like, the only one being well-behaved. The others are all doing insane shit in the background. (laughs) (laughs) 
they're doing like a dance and they're just raving. They're cooking meth. <laughs> Shooting stuff up. <laughs> also, I like how you stole the shopkeep's cat and then you're leaving it in the temple down the street. <laughs> yeah, we're going to a swamp. Yeah, yeah that's on right, the swamps. Yeah. yeah, of course. Cats Nobody wants swamp. to buy a secondhand swamp cat. <laughs> yeah, like, that's that's my thing. I just transport cats. When I was <laughs> when I when I was having a ten minute conversation with her, did, yeah. did she mention anything about liking swamps? That's roll a good for question. Swamp, I think we're gonna roll, roll for swamps for... on my swampy green die. And even <laughs> number, she loves the swamps and always wanted to visit. <laughs> Yeah, she doesn't like the swamps at all. Damn. She's not interested. She's a very much an inside house cat, not adventurous. Yeah, so I had a long conversation with the Bengals over here. Yeah, she doesn't like the swamps, so it's best you leave her here. I could tell. Yep. Yeah. Mm. You've been around them enough, you know. I know. All right, so we're off to the swamp. This. Yes. Okay, so Star you go White. back to the square to find Edmund with your newly reconstructed brunch mobile. Hell yeah. Which is bigger than it was before. Is this something straight out of Zelda? Like, it's just like green pasted, like, <laughs> wheels or something? Uh, it's not literally going to look like that. That's just a fun, oh, yeah. like, construct for why he could make this come together. Cool, but, cool, cool. So he has used the cool green super glue and the pieces of the job board, and he's constructed for you. It definitely looks like it's made entirely out of splinters, but. You have a, a not-breakfast-themed stagecoach that also has a walking platform at the top with a little, like, retractable ladder so you can climb up to it and, cool. and stand on the top if you want while you're riding. Nice, nice, nice. Wow. Just, so, just but what it's we like need. a closable it... stagecoach. It's still pulled by a single horse. Two-rider system up front, and then you can carry, like, four to six people inside. Wonderful. Very cool. Uh, I shake the hand of my unseen servant and I dismiss him and you hear this loud scream as he disappears. Edmund goes, I really wish that you would just not make them scream when they leave. It's so unsettling. <laughs> well, Edmund, you've really outdone yourself. Good work. Thank you, sirs. You left me so much material to work with. Yes, yes. And uh, I'm sure you're, you're probably thinking, ah, oh, finally, time for a break, but we must embark on another adventure. Oh, so we're just gonna okay. Don't worry, That's you get fine. paid overtime. It's all good. Oh, so you are going to pay me? Yes, well, that is. it's it's symbolic. Oh. Yes, it's paid with our respect and adoration. You get stocks in our company. You're paid okay. in uh, exposure. You know, people see the kind of stuff you do, and then they're more likely to want to hire you on. You're like an adventurer influencer. <laughs> yeah. oh, so, so you are. A lot like the old brunch force. No, that's fine. That's cool. Exposure's I'd, fine. I'd like to walk past Edmund and go thank William <laughs> for all that he's done. <laughs> oh, that's that's fine. Yeah, William's done a lot, I guess. <laughs> thank you so much, William. You're just like truly the best thing here. Did you use all of your ten minutes talking to the cat? I'm gonna let you have another few, like a few seconds to check in with the horse. <laughs> like, yes. Um, <laughs> I have like 10 seconds left. I just, it's just <laughs> walking up. William, um, thank you. Truly, you're just like such a gift to us. Thank you. You should tell Eddie. He doesn't appreciate you nearly enough. Really? Good to know. I'll make sure that I tell him that. Hey, do you know anything about the swamps? Well, and then the, spe the spell ends. <laughs> He goes on this long, like, two-minute monologue about <laughs> swamps. He's, He's still neighing. Like, yeah. 
It's just like beating its foot against the ground <laughs> in like patterns. You can see him like pantomiming like how he would cross through a swamp with his hooves. He's and drawing stuff. a map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's giving you like a really clear sign of like when you get here, do not go to yeah. a certain direction, but you can't tell. Clear details of all the monsters we may encounter in the swamp. It's like, okay. All right. Cool. Sorry, guys. I don't know what he's saying, but I, I think he knows. I think William knows something. I just, uh, I don't know. Hey, Eddie, Edmund. Oh, yes, sir. Treat your horse better, you son of a bitch. Oh, my! Uh, feels a little uncalled for, but yes. Well, I, I do think they had, like, some a real good bit of hay on the shelves at the general store, so I, can, I might duck in and get some before we leave. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. And look, back at, look back at William and just wink. He winks back. <laughs> Eddie runs into the store and spends 20 gold on this hay. Wow. Horse food is 20 gold pieces, but cat food is 200. No, it's yeah. a really good hay. It's like a really good hay. That's it's four a wheels or fine hay. Yeah, something like that, yeah. I think you got the four wheels for 10 gold also. Oh, the four yeah. wheels yeah. and yeah. the cat food, yeah. <laughs> all right, cool, cool, cool. Okay, yeah, so You're coming out very well ahead in all of this. All right, so we head off towards the swamp, I assume, unless there's anything else. Yeah, and let's counter. do like a rest or something while you guys are riding there, maybe. I don't think we're going to, well, hold on. Yeah, they don't have like a, like a fan boat or something for the swamp. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, no, no fan boats. <laughs> we could a pontoon. Uh, typically, I would sit up front with Edmund and, mm -hmm. you know, oversee. Uh, but actually, this time, I'm, I'm going to say, Edmund, we must soldier on and move right into the next adventure. Uh, I'm going to rest in the back. So <laughs> you'll be fine up here. He almost looks hurt a little bit. Like, that, did I say something? Was it, was it me? Did no, I do something? It's, it's just been a long day, and I, I need... I need to rest. I understand. I understand. Well, I'll keep going straight no matter what. Don't worry. I uh, I slept in, actually, so I'll, I'll ride up front with you, buddy. <laughs> Perfect. Perf Please don't try to take the horse. You, you literally <laughs> can't. It's a magical association. You you can't. We'll see. <laughs> see what happens. All right. So you all hop on your... That's a two. You all hop on to the new wagon. That is not the brunch mobile. It's whatever you guys are going to call it. Job squad. <laughs> Love it. And you exit. Let me double check the map here. But you're going to exit a similar way that you left before when you were chasing the light out of town. Are we getting a rest out of this? Shorter, yes, you're going to get a long rest out of this. Woo! So this is going to be a bit of a longer ride only because of you're, you're going to do a lot of sort of bivouacking through the mountains here. Yeah, except and you, Othian. You're sitting up front talking to him, trying to steal the horse. Yeah, you're wide awake. Yeah, Othian's going to be out of spell slots when he gets there, but that's fine because he's a rogue, so it doesn't matter. You are leaving the... You're leaving town. You follow the little remnants of the white light along the ground out of the city, and you end up crossing over it and cutting to the right as soon as you past that first hill out of town that was blocking your view of the capital. And this is the first time you've had a view of the capital in a while. And as you look out, you see that the white line, the faint white line extends all the way there, but the city is not imploded. But the circular administerial building for the Temple of Columbia is also not one piece. It's still fractured, and it has that red line outlining it, and you can still see it in the daylight, it's just a thin red line 
and it appears to be holding the temple up in the air, the pieces of it that were falling initially, but none of the other damage persists on the city that you can see. And it has not fallen to the ground or anything. You cut west and then go back north, kind of hooking around this mountain. And uh, towards the end of the day, honestly, it's a very woody, uh, hilly area. It's probably going to take you like into the very early parts of evening to get to the Sky White Swamp. And you approach a sort of fork in the road and the dungeon master just realized that you weren't given any way to understand where the guy was at in the sky white swamps that you're supposed to go find. So, Sounds you... like a very Brunch Force One style of adventure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We can figure this out. You didn't take good notes about where he was in the swamp. but How big can a swamp be? I mean, I mean <sighs> yeah, it's like you just follow the footsteps. It's a swamp. Boom. So you approach the edges of the swamp, and the forest falls away. The trees thin out. They get weaker and scragglier and shorter, and you start to see moss growing in places. There's a very wet stink in the air, like sour dirt. Like there's just way, way too much uh, decay from plant matter in one spot, and the ground starts to suck at the wagon wheels. Like, you can just hear it struggling to get through, even through parts of the road. And you come across a, a fork in the road. One way... Hey, a there's, there's a fork in the road, and above the fork, there's a sign <laughs> that says, well, that's just a fork on the ground, but to the, <laughs> <laughs> to the west, uh, you can cut through, and it will take... It's, it's got a skull, and then it says, eventually, Ofin. And then... To the east, which is the, or to the right, as you're walking through, it it says uh, to Predya. Um, just a real quick thing before we're like during the last thirty minutes after our rest has completed, is it possible if I do a performance to the downbeat to see if I'm worthy of the whip? Yeah, I will perform for it. Uh, that is a fifteen on the dice already, so that is gonna beat Heck it. So I yeah, will you are downbeat. worthy of the downbeat. Do, 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 do. So I equip the downbeat. And I just hear System of the Down oh. in the background for like the next 30 <laughs> minutes. Okay, so you have uh, you've equipped your, your sweet new whip. You're at a fork in the road. And the path to the right is dark. It is quiet. It is calm. You can hear a breeze rustling through the, che- the trees. The path to the left is chittery and loud. You can hear insects. You can hear, uh, like, leaves rustling. And you can even see in the distance, like, faint lights winking in between the trees. It's, it's a much more kind of active environment. Which way ahead, the, uh, the skull? To the left, the one that's the more active environment. And that said to Ofen eventually? Yeah. It's your home, right? That's where Adria's mm-hmm. from. I I haven't checked my bag. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's, <laughs> that's where I'm from. Yep. That's right. I blundered early when he asked about the Emerald Lake Dardarians, and I was like, Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, and and Adria, you've been here before. You've actually taken this path a number of times. This is the way that you came from Ofin to Elton. Oh. And you happened to, oh, this is, this is cool. Okay, so because you've been this way, you happen to know that 
the safest place to be is where nothing else is afraid in this swamp. Hmm. And if it's quiet, it is definitely too quiet. Uh, is it quiet where we are currently? Uh, you can No, you can hear the sounds to the left where the skull is pointing, and then to the right it is quiet and still. Hey, everyone, it's so loud over there. Let's head that way towards the skull that's really quiet. Hey, um, so I've actually, uh, I've been here before. I, uh, I've navigated this trail a few times. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, it's not the best place to be. If it starts to, you know, get quiet, it means that there's probably something coming to eat you. So I think we should try to stick to the places that are loud and noisy. You know, a little voice inside my head says the uh, places that are the loudest, where nothing's afraid, it's the safest place to be. So I think we should head this way, I think. You know, I, I know Ofen is this way. Yeah, it might not be bad to go visit home or something. I know we're here for a purpose. Maybe on the way we'll find this guy. Who knows where he is? But, uh, we didn't get any real guidance, so we're just going to figure it out. Yeah, that was quite the oversight from Brother Pebble. I should have remembered he was always a little lax with the details. Yeah, we all we all make mistakes, you know. I get it. It's fine. But uh, can I make a survival check and see if there's anybody who has walked? Yeah, do it. That is a 17 plus stuff. Plus that stuff. is just stuff. Plus four. That is oh, yeah. 21. Yeah, so not only have there been people through here recently, one of the kind of symptoms of this swamp is if you run through a path and your wagon cuts a rut into the wetter ground, it tends to dry out pretty pretty quickly, and like within a few hours. And you can tell that there are fresh wagon tracks, there's fresh horse tracks, and fresh uh, footprints from uh, three horses, one wagon, being pulled by one of those horses, and then two people on foot uh, traveling recently, and uh, almost all of the footprints go to the left. There are two footprints that go to the right, and they turn into a series of drag marks shortly after they go down the path. And the left is towards Ofen. Yes. I'd like to walk over to the drag marks and see what I mean. This doesn't look safe right here. This looks like these guys died. They weren't. They didn't take the advice, okay? So, you see all of the tracks over there? We're going to go this way, because I think this is where we need to go. And, um, yeah, I'm pretty much right here. I mean, it's his, ho- it's his home. I-, I definitely trust you in the swamps, Adria, as, as long as it will help us find Del Scrollin. Yeah, I'm pretty and- sure he's this way. All right. I mean, he could and also trust- be the ones being dragged off. I mean, either way, though, Adria did say we have to make lots of noise, so I'm going to start handing out instruments to everybody just so we can kind of make a lot of noise here so everyone stays away. So I, I, played, hand- I played the triangle when I was younger. Just the triangle. Okay, well, here is a set of drums, which are like I feel like, like I need to clarify something that Adria <laughs> said here for the group, which is that when, there's, when things feel safe enough to make noise, you are in a safe place. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, but Feelings <laughs> okay. does not understand okay, that Okay, all right, okay, okay. Feelings. Sorry, uh, and, and Sura just can't resist the urge to talk <laughs> about himself. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. 
Uh, also, you, you said Sura played the triangle? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to hand you a pair of drums. No, this All right. isn't. Some bongos. Uh, Othian, uh, do you have a preferred instrument by chance? I have a horn, a lute, or a dulcimer. That's a dulcimer, and dulcimer? he's just pronouncing it like a maniac. Yeah, dulcimer. Uh, that's the thing that runs off of your like energy vibrations. Oh, like a theremin? Yeah, I think you're oh. thinking the word theremin. Oh. Yeah. A dulcimer is like a stringed instrument. Oh. Oh, I didn't take the horn. That. I take the horn? All right. Here you go, man. Thanks. All right. And I begin. Uh, I, would you like an instrument? A dulcimer or a lute or a dulcimer is how I pronounce it, I guess. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I'll take the uh, I'll take the dulcimer. All right. Here's the dulcimer. And I'm going to. Um, but he's named it dulcimer. Like it's written <laughs> on the top of it. Dulcimer. <laughs> dulcimer. My um, dearest friend. Oh, I've known you. Treat him carefully. <laughs> yeah, I'll try. All right. Let's all make a performance check together. Yeah, let's do group performance <laughs> check for playing instruments in the super dangerous woods. Ooh, that is a 12 for me. Three feelings. I'm not sure you quite understood what Adrian was saying. I heard make a lot of noise, which I'm very good at. I had to Google what a dulcimer looks like. <laughs> I'm glad I did. Uh, Sora rolled a 12 on that performance 12, check. 12, 13, 7? 3. 3, okay. 18. Ooh. Okay. Adrian cool. yeah. knows the Dulcemeyer. Adrian knows Dulcemeyer inside and out. Ah. You guys do like a really sweet rendition of Wonderwall as you're walking <laughs> through the forest. Today was gonna be the day. <laughs> are you going left or right though? Are you are you just hanging out there in place playing, or are we moving around? Um, I'm down with trusting Adrian's uh, direction, but I just yeah, we're place, gonna be so walking to as we play. It's kind of like when you're in the woods by yourself in a mountain lion territory, and you want to like make a bunch of noise as you go. Oh, I love it. So that's kind of what we're doing here. Okay, yeah. You know, so there's lots of stuff in the swamp. We got to make sure that it knows we're here. As you're walking through the swamp, the sounds of life that sort of let you know, like they just dim a little bit around you, like things are trying to avoid you and at one point, as you're walking, a, um, a a figure sort of moves in the shadows in front of you, and is like, "Oh, that's terrible! I can't rob these people. That's terrible!" And just leaves. Like, I hate this song. <laughs> and you make your way through the forest for a bit, and then you come across another intersection. But in this case, you can go straight ahead or else it hooks to the left, deeper into the swamp, closer to the ocean where things get wetter. And as you approach this intersection, in front of you, the forest is teeming with life and it's active again. To the left, the forest is not teeming with life. You don't hear any sounds, but you do see lights kind of moving over a hill in the distance. And there is a faint sound every once in a while that almost sounds like somebody yelling. And all the lies lead us there are blinding. I don't know. Where? I don't know this song at all. You mm. do know it. That was it. No, no he's reading the lyrics. I'm reading the lyrics. Off. <laughs> I have no idea how this goes. And all the, the lies that lead us there are blinding. You got it. Yeah. We nailed it, you guys. That's going on the Spotify for sure. So which direction do the tracks go? Do the tracks go towards the lively... Area or towards the dark with lights and yelling? They go to the quieter, dark area with the lights and yelling. Get up to the intersection. Oh. Well, up ahead, 
Which way leads to Ofen? Up, uh, going straight. Well, up ahead is my home. Um, it's probably the safer place to travel, but if we want to find this uh, scrolling guy, I think we're going to have to go left. I think that's where they are. I'm pretty sure we got to go down this dark, scary path where people are yelling and there's lights. Ugh. Well, it's, again, um, I trust you in these swamps, and, and I know this is a uncertain situation. There are many things that could go wrong, but, Adria, I would just like to say that maybe you're going to be the one that saves me. <laughs> <laughs> there are many things I'd like to say to you, but I don't know how. So you all go left? We're going left? Is that what we're doing? We trust Adria's decision. Yeah. Wow. Is that okay <laughs> with you, Othian? Same. Suddenly, I, I feel like I should put up a wall. <laughs> Some kind of wonder wall. <laughs> Lawyers burst from the bushes and start beating <laughs> you down. With <laughs> okay, so we're going, we're going left. We're going towards the lights and the sounds. You go down the path to the left in the wagon. Eddie is a little, like, uneasy, but moves you forward. And you, you crest the hill... And you see one dwarf and a wagon that is stuck in the mud. And he is just cursing nonstop about how he can't get his wagon out of the mud. He's so angry. And, uh... Hey, damn, can we get a string of those curses for us? Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's just uh, walking around this wagon, throwing his hands. And he's like, what the f*** is this about, then? I just don't f***ing know what the problem is. This is a piece of wagon. I bought those bull wheels from that idiot kit. This is so f***ing ridiculous i don't know how we're gonna get out of this mud and he's losing his mind just walking in circles around this wagon trying to figure out how to get it out and the horse that he's with is just like standing to the side looking very like whale eyes at him just perfect thank you dm for getting us immersed in the situation <laughs> yeah. all right and then he steps into like a puddle of mud too because he's not looking <laughs> and he's just like another shit on my shit I like how he strings together one curse word at a time yeah, for yeah, like three sentences and then switches. Man. Okay, perfect. All right. I mean, uh, is that uh, I don't know if you know Del Scrollin, but is that him? No, I'm not, I'm not familiar. I haven't met Del Scrollin. He doesn't look like much of a healer to me. I will say that much. Uh, sir, are you by chance Del Scrollin? Look, Del's up ahead. Okay, the the wagon got stuck, so he just left me here. Oh, um, how long ago was that? Two hours? Three? We've been in this swamp for a long time. We turned right at first. Don't turn right! Hmm. You want to elaborate on why you didn't turn right? What was there? I mean, we didn't get far down the path, and then some sort of big scaly hand just sort of grabbed one of the guards, the horse he was on, and the guy next to him, and pulled it into the woods. So we oh. didn't stay to, to, to look at the situation, you know? All right. Uh, Adria, any idea what that big scaly hand was? Do I have any idea where that big skilly hand was? Oh, uh, let's do a nature check. Let's see. Or or, or history, maybe, since you've been here before. In history. Ooh, I'm proficient. That is a... Man, hot dice tonight. 19. Dang. Wow, Adria. Okay, yeah. So, Adria, yeah, you definitely know that there are huge basilisks in this swamp. Yeah, that's probably a basilisk. With big hands. Big, muddy, scaly hands. You know what they say about a basilisk with big hands? Big Big teeth. (laughs) 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 Ophian, please. uh. I I don't get it. What was he going to say? 
The claws. Oh. Claws. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, I thought you were going to say something about its dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so uncouth. Look, if you look at Verdell, like, I, I, I'm Rick, okay? But, but, but he's up ahead a little way. Like, it, a little ways, huh? Uh, I don't know how far you get in a couple of hours, but he's going to the cave up this way where the old crone lady's at. All right. Um, Adria, you think you can track his footprints after him? Oh, no problem. Yeah. Hey, uh, dwarf man, take a chill pill, okay? It's he gonna pulls be- out like a container of like chill pills. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what's up? It's gonna be fine. You're fine. Just like breathe, sit down, and shut up. All right. But you know when you get like a flat, but it's not even a flat. Like it's just stuck in the mud. I don't need this today. Hey, Sura, can you just like pick it up or something? You want me to pick him up? No. Pick up the wagon. You're pretty strong, right? His whole wagon? Just, like, lift it out of the mud. Uh-huh. Don't you want to show okay. us all how strong you are? <sighs> Adria, I really... There will, there will come a time where I will not be so easily goaded into tasks such as this, but... Dwarf man, watch this. This guy's pretty impressive. Fine. <laughs> I will try to lift the, the wagon out of the Oh, mud. man, I'd love to see a strike check for that. Uh, I'll inspire you with some bardic inspiration while I'm at it, too. Just like... The bardic adds what? Uh, 1d4. 1D4. <laughs> Not that I... <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, 22 altogether. Dang. Uh, Tell us about how you get this wagon out of the mud, sir. So what, what's the wagon shaped like, Like, first of all? It's not like the brunch force where it was a stagecoach. This is just an open top wagon that's just got four simple sides and a very simple seat up front for two people to sit on, and it's pulled by one horse. It's smaller than the brunch mobile was. Okay, and it's just stuck in the mud? Yeah, the, there's a, the back right tire or back right wheel is just deeply caked and entrenched in the mud. Okay, so um, because I don't want to touch the mud itself... I'm going to grab the top of the wagon, which I'm guessing there's some sort of like posts or something. Mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to grab it from either corner, um, you know, with each claw, and I'm just going to lift it straight up. As you're doing that, he's like, "Be careful! Lift with your uh, with your with your with your knees and not your back." Rick, <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what I'm doing. Sorry, yeah, you seem very capable. Can you? That's dope. Please keep going. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then I'm actually going to walk, you know, several steps over and set it down. Nice. So him. you pick it up, and as you walk like, it forward, the horse also walks with you, and then you set the, the wagon Was well, the horse still attached to yeah, it? Yeah, the horse oh. was still... It just couldn't pull the <laughs> wheel out. Okay. Good job, Sura. There you go, Rick. Oh, you're all good. My God, that saved me such a headache. Wow. Wow. You know, I'll, I'll take you right where she's at. Perfect. You and guys just follow me. We're going to get there right now. Okay. Cool. And just, healing just potions. Anybody want some healing potions? I got a couple in the back that yeah. we were <laughs> for the crone. But, uh, yeah, we'll yeah, take yeah. a couple well, extras. So, yeah. yeah, we just got some nice rest, but uh, yeah, we'll take some. Oh, cool. Yeah, you each get one minor healing potion. Woo. And Rick, just remember when you tell people this story, my name is Sura Dardendrian. Got it. <laughs> I gave the potions promised to the crone to Sura Dardendrian. No, no, not that part. What? Just, just the part of rescuing you from the swamp. Got it. The person who rescued you from the swamp and took yes. the crone's nope. potions was Sura Dardendri. No need to mention the potions at all. Got it. I so what are you going to all. tell people, Rick? 
I'm going to tell people that I guess I'm just going to tell people you're a hero. That works. Perfect. Um, while we're on this walk towards the Del Scrollin, would you mind just kind of describing his physical features in case, you know, we happen to run into him without you for some any weird reason? Yeah, Del's a human dude. Uh, he really knows his healing stuff. It's, it's pretty impressive. Uh, he's sort of a no-nonsense guy. He maybe sounds... His voice is a little weird. He, he sounds like he's from a slower place. I don't know. Slower um, place. Okay, yeah. cool. And uh, what about like haircuts? Like, I mean, humans tend to look very similar, but still. Right? Don't they all look the exact same? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, so he's going to have like a, a buzz cut, like flat top, dark hair, doesn't wear glasses or anything like that. So clothes, if you see maybe. somebody not wearing glasses and they have clothes on, that might be him. Uh, he definitely wears clothes all the time. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, just usually literally like torms. leather armor type of getup. You know, he's got a big war hammer he carries around. Oh, okay. And if you see him just healing the living shit out of somebody, it's probably Dell. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, healing yeah, yeah. the living shit out of somebody. Yeah, it's pretty impressive if cool. you've never seen somebody heal the living shit out of someone else. He reanimates their shit? <laughs> That's or? what I was thinking. Uh, only to get it out of them. You know, when you're really stopped <laughs> up. <laughs> So it like gives a little cheer as it comes out. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Okay. Mr. Hanky, the Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm getting like a pied. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like pied piper vibes. Like just <laughs> playing his little flute, <laughs> commanding all of it come out. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So you follow you follow him down the road, and you get to a spot that doesn't at first look like a cave. It just kind of looks like plants overgrown onto a wall, but he keeps driving into it and the horse doesn't freak out and he passes right through it. And as he passes through it, you notice that the plants and the stone in this area are slightly lighter than the plants and stone directly around them. And Eddie also drives straight through the the plants in the wall and you find yourselves in a large, dark cavern, and you can see the forest behind you, but the light retreats very quickly as soon as you come inside. There is a fireplace on the far uh, far side of the room from where you are, and there is a tall figure standing there holding a hand down. It's a masculine-looking figure. Its hand is, is held down in front of it in a very confident pose. It's glowing slightly, standing over a small figure that is little around three feet tall, weirdly enough, and has a hood on. You can't make a lot of details out in the dark. Um, Would we describe it as healing the shit out of somebody? There's no shit healing going <laughs> on here. No, that's, that's, that's not what's happening in this case. Uh, it's Sora would recognize this as an attempt to heal some kind of like an infection or a malady or or like not restoring hit points but like trying to undo some alteration to like the physical state mm. that is like detrimental mm. which is a long way of saying i don't remember the name of that spell but uh that's what's happening over there well we i mean while you guys are fading out i'm like hey you dell <laughs> the figure stops in the second silhouetted by the light and looks startled no one was supposed to be in this room. And he draws a like, uh, hammer for a second and looks over at the group. I'm like looking behind me like anybody can see me looking behind. Anyways, yeah. uh, he draws his hammer and freaks out and then sees 
the outline of two wagons and is very confused. We're here with Sir Dardendrian of the Temple of Torn. We're sent by Mr. Pebbles or Brother Pebbles? Brother, Brother Pebbles. Pebble. Brother Pebble. Oh, y'all know Brother Pebble. All right, there it is. Yeah, yeah, we have your healing potions. Oh, y'all must be with Tarm. Hey, welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we helped Rick out of his uh, predicament earlier. Well, hey, y'all, I'm Dale. Dale scrolling. Dale's out here healing everybody with fucking moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, pulls a bottle out of his pocket and, like, rips the cork off with his teeth <laughs> and, like, pours it into a glass and hands it to the figure next to him. Y'all, we're almost done here. I don't think it's going to work, but I'm going to be with you shortly. Uh, what you need? Anybody got hit points or, uh, you break something? No, we actually had a guy that we met, uh, back in, um, what was his name? Hasfinth. Hasfinth, uh, one of the Elder Crags. Uh, we found him in some place and he's cursed, so, or possessed. Shoot! Y'all yep. find Grumsphere? Yeah, that's it. That's his name. Dang. I thought for sure that guy was deader than a squirrel on the road in the swamp, you know what I mean? And no problem there. We found him and we need your help to fix his glowing possession. Oh, he's possessed. Oh, don't you hate it when that happens? Possession. Dang. That is some shit. <laughs> That's some shit you got to heal the living right out of. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, tell you what. Uh, let me let me just wrap up with my friend here, and we could go we could go help you out. Um, we just uh, we're engaged in something kind of important over here, and I don't want to be unnecessarily secretive, but this is sort of a covert op. And I'm a little bit alarmed that you found this, but I see you're with one of my traveling companions who doesn't know how to stay on the paved path. So, uh, and then uh, <laughs> the driver guy sort of says, I was doing just fine, okay? The swamp moved. Uh, well, that's not how swamps work, sir. Uh, but anyways, uh, tell you what, um, we're, we're, we're doing something secret right now. So uh, you be cool. You chill outside. And when we're done, I'll come find you. Can I make an insight check on this guy? I don't know. Yeah. He seems fishy to me. Okay, do it. Othian, stop stealing the basilisk, child. <laughs> Go for a lot on the black market. <laughs> yeah. That's a natural one for a total of five. Okay. Is anybody else going to join in on this uh, insight check? Or? No, so, I'm laughing too hard at this guy's voice. Okay. I have a thing called divine sense. It says mm. as an action, you can detect good and evil. Until okay. the end of your next turn, you can sense anything affected by the hallow spell or know the location of any celestial fiend undead within 60 feet that is not behind total cover. You can use this feature three times per long rest. Is that anything that would be helpful here? I mean, you could you could try it. Just to detect if this dude's like trustworthy or not. If anything, you'll detect if he's undead, celestial, or fiend. Oh. So if he's one of those, you'll find out real quick. Well, I think... The dwarf said he was just human, right? But I guess... Yeah, so if he's anything else besides that, you'll find out. Is that all it does? Just um, detects those? I think that's all Divine Sense does. Okay. I just wasn't sure what, like, you can detect good and evil. Yeah, it's kind of vague, and it's kind of up to DM interpretation, but the main aspect of the spell is determining, like, what you're dealing with as far as, like, creature-wise. Oh, okay. okay. Some interpretations of it will kind of go with, like, a detect good and evil spell mm -hmm. vibe where thing anything good will glow like blue anything evil will glow red or whatever oh, okay so gotcha. but it doesn't cost anything so you can just use it yeah like yeah um my insight my insight's not great What's your vibe on this guy uh i trust him all right cool. <laughs> i like it i mean if othian <laughs> trusts him i trust him a paragon of good life choices <laughs> <Othian>. <laughs> um okay yeah i won't 
I'll, I'll do an in. You know, whatever. I'll do an insight check. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's free. It. Might as well, right? Let's. It's offered to you. Ugh, five, five. The best you guys can. T- I mean, he seems pretty like maybe a little simple, but like he seems like a nice guy. Like he seems pretty legit. No, I mean, I mean, he just said wait, right? So we'll just. He, uh, he did, but he's being so secretive. I don't know. I trust this guy with my life. He's ripping moonshine in a swamp. <laughs> uh, Swamp's so best place is to rip moonshine. I mean, it's up to you if you want to convince him. I mean, D- Dell, we don't mean to intrude. Um, we've we've run into some some interesting situations over the past couple of days. So, is there anything you can share about your goings on here? Well, shoot, I I would, but uh, I mean, it's sort of Temple of Torn business, and I don't well, know any of y'all from Adam. Well. As as was mentioned, I am Sura Dardendrian. Oh my gosh, you are! I'm so I forgot. Dang. Of the Emerald Lake Dardendrians, you and absolutely. a child of the Temple of Torm. My bad. You got a Tormite with you, of course. Uh, so you've been briefed on the mission here in the swamp and kind of what we're we're up to then. Brother Pebble was was a little scant with the details. Um, he told us a little bit about. Uh, some creature or some figure that you're healing, but... Okay, all right. Um, If you know that much, I mean, we're here, and I guess the worst that'll happen is have to kill everybody. So, uh, basically, uh, we're here. Uh, I'm here because this, this, this woman here and points down to the shrouded figure who is still sitting, facing away, is going to help us close uh, the wear portals that... That, that show up here in the swamp. And the problem we have is that she went and fell into one the last time that we had it open, and, uh, well, her eyes are gone. Oh. What do you mean, what do you mean, um, gone? Like, are they just, uh, were they ripped out? Were they scooped out? Were, are they just zapped? Is there white lightning? As you chime in... Adria, the hooded figure on the ground stirs and is like, wait, I know that. I know that voice. It turns, I know you. And the firelight illuminates the blinded face of Quinder. What? And that's where we have to pause for tonight. Ooh. Debrief time. Overall, this one felt really fun. As we continue adjusting parts of the show, we're taking a big note from Jason over at shadowmain.com and implementing player feedback in the outro of the show. With that in mind, we're adding a section called hearts and wishes and DM notes here in just a minute. Each player is going to have an opportunity to tell us what they had fun with, something they wish for in the future, and I bother them to give me some notes about how I did. So I want to start with some of my favorite moments. First off, the painting of Torm on the wall, a bearded man riding a bearded dragon, Othian leaving Bangles, the freshly stolen cat at the temple monastery, Adria using the drag marks in the dirt to convince the team to follow her to safety, and then everybody playing Wonderwall in the forest to stay safe. And here's the cut from the player's review. One request from our audience was that we get a, uh, a sort of hearts and wishes from all of the adventurers to understand what's something you really liked from the adventure today and what's something you wish for in the future. 
and because this is Crash Course DM, what's maybe something you would have done differently if you were dungeon mastering? Whoa. I'm going to opt out of this one because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a, I'll do, I'll do something I really enjoyed and it was just the, um, the very quick snap, um, decision from feelings to put Geralt to sleep. That was steal so his dope. shit and then hogtie him with his own whip. Yeah. Uh, I really just loved because it really felt like like Geralt was like building up to this big diatribe and he was just like absolutely fucking not go to sleep <laughs> peace. I just bent barely ma- I I literally just hit that roll exactly too because he was like he has twenty HP I'm like I hit twenty exactly. Yeah you oh I can't believe that that was so dope too. I never would have thought of that in the moment. I was like and he was gonna go on the evil villain rant. Oh shit, I shouldn't have said that. Anyways, he was gonna go well, on a rant. Uh we could yeah. We could uh, I, I felt it. I felt it too to be yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I like that. And then uh can I do more than one thing? Is that yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can um, do up to three things. Yes. Oh my uh, god. Three fun things. Wow. Three Ooh. good wow. things. Yeah. Um I and I really just loved um how Othian was just actually trying to steal like every fucking animal. Yeah, that that's pretty incredible. <laughs> just, like Right, just right in character immediately. I loved it. Got one. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah you yeah, succeeded, yeah. and then you then you left it. <laughs> Gave it to someone else. That's his job. That's what he does. Responsible pet napper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any wishes? Anything you want to see come up or anything you might think might be cool? Um, uh, If I'm being completely honest, I had a feeling that the figure that... Uh, Brother Pebble was describing might be Quinder, so I'm just happy to see that it was indeed Quinder. That would have been my one wish was to to see her pop pop back up. So nice, I'm with it. Huh. Um, likes and wishes. I just refer back to my notes, make sure I'm getting the accurate because I took notes today. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really liked the just the whole. The way that you described kind of that whole shopkeeper interaction with the wheels and rolling with the concept of just like let's let's turn the job board golem into our new wagon thing. Like I thought that was a really cool thing. Like we got a new wagon, it was at first a no, and then it turned into a yes, let's do something ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, so that was cool. I liked that. Um wish in the future. Um, I, and this is maybe a little bit biased, but I'd kind of like to see what Adria's, uh, home is like. That's, uh... I mean, we're right there. We wish. can just go. Right that's our there. decision. That's a, we yeah. are right there, right? You, if you I'm very interested to see what her family life was like. So, that would probably be a wish for me. Maybe if Quinder comes along, she can ruin the experience for me. <laughs> oh, man. That's fair. Yeah. I think you two are going to get married. <laughs> I don't know. An eyeless, two-socket old marriage, yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. And then as a DM? I don't know if you have anything. Well, I mean, I oh, oh yeah, DM, DM oh, things. as a DM. Um, I think if I were to... One thing that I would change possibly is I think some of the things that we spend a lot of time on are kind of insignificant things Mm -hmm. that don't really pay any mind to the story overall Um, they're fun 
but it's like you're, you're kind of sitting on this thing for a long time. So I'd probably try and expedite some of those smaller things quicker. Did you have a specific moment that you felt like really called out to you from the session that we had? I, so as, <laughs> it's funny. Besides the shopping session that took forever? <laughs> well, actually, it is, that's exactly what I was going to mention. So I, I think it's funny because I, I described how much I liked the way that you rolled, <laughs> rolled with the wagon wheel situation. But I think that that whole shopping experience as a whole took a very long time. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So that could have been a lot quicker, a lot more like, let's get back on the road, do something else. Yeah. Um, I think you handled the swamp perfectly. Like you describing the swamp, us going through the swamp, the way that you gave like clear, concise directions. Um, I could like picture where we were. I loved the description of like what we were looking at, what was around us. That was absolutely fantastic. Ah, uh, thanks, man. Yeah. I was taking a lot of like I was trying to engage with a lot of the notes you gave me from last mm -hmm. time about how to provide opportunity and direction yeah. in a clear way. That swamp so was so so well done. So kudos to Matt. Thank you. Daniel, your turn. Oh, my turn. Okay. Uh, I would like to hear Kyle. What he? Oh, liked okay. Best. Daniel's gonna go last. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fucking sidestep. Wow. God. Um, I like everybody's characters. Everyone's got distinct characters and voices. I think it's uh, it's awesome, especially the DM with. Uh, I lost count of how many voices. <laughs> oh man, and characters so many. We had dialects so many. and accents. Um. Yeah, and then just uh, I really like the chill pill moment. Where it was like, hey, take a chill pill. Oh, he just whips out a little box and he takes a chill pill. Um, no, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't really know what to say as a wish. Um, you sort of got thrown into the middle of a yeah. of not the most exciting mess right now. So that's. I, I think my only wish would be, uh, you know, who's my guy? <laughs> my guy. You don't want more pets. Oh, I'm going to get more pets. For sure. Yeah, I think you know who your guy is. I'm pretty sure yeah. you do know your guy. He likes pets. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was the family member that he lost uh, in the orc raid. Oh, my God. Just all his pets. <laughs> yeah. I'm not writing your backstory for you. You can figure that out. Okay, anything you would have done differently, Kyle, as the dungeon master? <laughs> uh, ooh. Mm. Uh, no. Fair. <laughs> all right. Daniel, Daniel, our forever DM from yeah. One Shot at a Time. <laughs> yes, just plug my podcast for me. Thank you so much. Um, what I liked, uh, overall, I thought it was a very fun session. I think uh, the way you pivoted back and forth between the two scenes was pretty well done. Um, it was an opportunity. If you felt like the shopkeeper scene was a bit long, you could at any time cut to it. I think that's perfectly reasonable. Um, again, I also very much agree with Kyle. Your voice and characteristics very much like make each NPC interaction feel very different from each other, which from a listener standpoint and as a player, I think that's very cool. And I think as an improviser, it's just like a wonderful aspect to have because they feel so unique. Um, what's the next question? Uh, just more compliments for me is fine. I love no, the way you knocked some... over your drink and they, like had to derail the entire uh, yeah, podcast for Almost us. ruined your entire electronic yeah. setup. Yeah, also. yeah, that's good. Why is this up here? Yeah. Also, I love that you bought us pizza, even though you're the DM, which uh, apparently all DMs should be doing. No, that's not true. Whoa, hey, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. No, no, no. This actually, is why I don't DM you guys. <laughs> Got a shell like Can't 20, 30 bucks every risk. week. Yeah. Uh, wish, wishes, though. What's feelings, wishes? What's feelings feeling for a wish? Uh, feelings, feelings? Uh, no, no, your feelings. Oh, my feelings. Okay, so my feelings is that I... No. Uh, my feelings is that... I wish we had some time to 
get to know each of the characters personally, like their wives or their personal mm. aspects. Um, and on that same note, I think as far as like a DM, because we brought in like a whole new player to the dynamic, I would have liked to see you play with a new player. I mean, I think all three of us has very strong established characters to some point, and we know our roles, but now we have someone new, so it's helped to like maybe like yeah. bring them to the limelight That's a, a good little point. bit. Yeah, I should, we, probably should have given him more bandwidth like in the episode to... Hmm. I mean, Kyle has some of like the best moments to be fair, but uh, still. I will say, and not to like to try and set anything up for you, Kyle, but if you're the kind of guy who sleeps in the back of the brunch mobile and wanders off, like you're probably not opposed to being the guy who kind of almost fades into the background sometimes. Right? Like it, that's it, how he's so good at his job. It's like he's just, just the dude that <laughs> with the way you were introduced, I kinda it, like you felt pretty natural to me throughout this scene. Yeah. Or throughout like this session. So But it would be cool to see more about like who is yeah, yeah. Othean? Right. Yeah, what's your guy, essentially? Yeah, Who and is? at least opportunities for you to either make that choice for yourself if you want to be that, or at the very least, you know, um, just more opportunities for you to make character choices. Like, does Othean like pineapple on his pizza or not? Yeah. Yeah, what's his so. take? He does? No. Oh, he no. doesn't. Strong, oh. no. Oh, it's <laughs> Whoa. How does that jive with the rest of the adventure party? What's the take on pineapple on pizza for Sura? Oh, Sura loves it. Oh, for sure. What about feelings? Feelings is fine. He has no opinion. Oh, and Adria? Adria loves pineapple on pizza, and she will fight anybody who tells her otherwise. Wow. Pizza night's tough at the the brunch keep. Why they forgot me in the wagon. (laughs) (laughs) We had pizza the night before, and it's a big fight, and they ditched me. (laughs) Yep, yep. But yeah. That's why you couldn't find your notes. They got lost in the pizza mm-hmm. fight. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like overall, I think like as a DM, just uh, watch for those lulls a little bit. You know, yeah. be, be willing to move forward if you need to. Um, I don't think it's strong hand in any ways. But at the very same time, you know, it's like let people highlight moments that they're having fun playing. So it's like a fine balance, and you'll find it as you go. Yeah. Overall, I think you're doing great. So that's cool. Had a lot of fun tonight. Really appreciate you guys. Great job tonight. Amazing. Go ahead, Shay. Can I add just one more thing before yeah. we... Uh, make sure you listen no, to goodbye. Daniel's <laughs> podcast, One Shot at a Time. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he's the forever DM. And make sure you listen to Shay Ingram's podcast, 12 Shots at a Time. It's upgraded. We're getting fucked up. <laughs> it's about doing actuarial math on, on and shots when you get it right. <laughs> Yes, and please check out The Eels. We are an improv group that performs at the Bridge Improv once a month, usually, if we're lucky, and uh, sometimes twice. (laughs) And also check out Kyle Kane. He's an actor in Arizona. (laughs) He's going to be showing up in a lot of movies, so keep your eyes out. And again, you know, Pizza Hut, if you're looking for, like, a pizza option, just they're (laughs) everywhere. Uh, Ace Cider for all of your cider needs, not the other one. Hey, shout out to Oasis for Wonderwall today. (laughs) (laughs) Can we just sing Wonderwall into to close this out or something? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Chorus of Wonderwall on three. Wait, what what lyrics are we singing? The chorus or the start? Oh, the and maybe you're going to be the one that saves me. And maybe... You're gonna, gonna be, be the one that saves me, saves me, and, and after all, you're my wonder wall. Woo! Good night, Cleveland. We ended really clean right that there. I know. So good.
based on some of their notes, some stuff I need to keep an eye on moving forward is be ready to fast forward through the boring and uneventful stuff like shopping. So didn't really nail the pacing there, but pacing of the swamp area was better but we still need to work on shortening stuff, tightening it up. And they wanna to get to know their characters and themselves a little bit more, which I am super into. I think we can totally work with this. In the future, we'll do some specific work on pacing and getting to know our players' characters better as they make their way through the sky white swamps. But as a quick heads up, for our next couple of episodes, we're gonna shift away from the normal campaign into a non-canon story. In particular, we're gonna do one of the adventures from the Radiant Citadel book from Wizards of the Coast. That's right, we're going legit. We're just working on some scheduling technicalities and I think it's a great opportunity to do our first Crash Course DM two-shot adventure. Originally a one-shot, but it goes a little long. We're also doing our first guest feature. This is gonna give me a chance to polish some of my DMing skills and worry less about the story and give me another example to learn from and draw inspiration from on one or more areas and opportunities for improvement while I ride out more for our adventurers in the Collide. So come see us next time for an exciting new kind of Crash Course DM adventure. Crash Course DM is brought to you by Anything You Can Do, a podcast about pretty much that. We release new episodes on YouTube and every podcasting platform every other week. Please like, subscribe, follow, and if you leave us any ideas or feedback, we'll feature you in the debrief. Word of mouth is our best friend right now, so please tell your friends, your family, your enemies all about the show. We'll catch you here in a couple weeks. <laughs>